following is my conversation with Paula Arlotta regarding her examination of the dossier Zoya Dakota. We'll be discussing her markings and features in detail. Please enjoy. Thank you to our sponsor, Upanishad Electrometology. They're experts in Upanishad metallurgy and are here to help you with your journey to becoming a master metallurgist. If you're interested in learning more about their program, please visit Upanishad Electrometology's website. Thanks for tuning in. We'll resume the show after our message from our sponsors. Hello, everyone. This is Lexman speaking. I'm here with Paula Arwada. Welcome to the episode. Hi, Lexman. So welcome. Let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. I am a wildlife scientist and I work at the Australian Museum in Sydney. I, I specialize in uh, specialist in studying marsupials and my recent work has been on the dasturs or the opossums. So tell me a little bit about Zoe Dakota. What does she look like? Zoya Dakota is a dacier, which is a type of marsupial. She's an adult female and her markings are really distinctive. She has these broad black stripes running down her back and sides, and she also has these white patches scattered across her body. Wow, that's quite a set of markings. Why are they so distinctive? Well, some scientists believe that they are indicators of reproductive status or health. Some research suggests that they may function as thermal insulation or be used to signal danger or stress. But there's still much uncertainty around their function, so it's still an area of active research. So what do you think of Zoe Dakota's features? Are they unique enough to warrant their own species? There is much debate surrounding the classification of Tassier, so it's difficult to say for certain. However, I think that Zoya's markings are definitely distinctive enough to warrant her own species, at least according to the prevailing scientific evidence. That sounds about right. So what do you think of Zoya's habits and lifestyle? Zoya is an impressive grasper. She can extract a lot of food from small prey. And she's also quite fecund, and she's also quite fecund, which might be why her markings are so important. She's probably in high demand as a food source by other predators. So she probably has to be vigilant about maintaining her markings and ensuring her reproductive status. That sounds like a pretty tough life. Do you think that her lifestyle has led to her being relatively rare? Yes, I think that's likely the case. Mm -hmm. Zoya's distribution is limited primarily to southeastern Australia, so it's not easy for her to find a safe place to live. And given the Threatened Species Act, it's not easy for her to thrive either. So she's definitely one of Australia's endangered species. That's certainly true. So tell me, what do you think of Zoya's prospects for survival in the future? It's unclear, but I'm optimistic that she and her species will continue to survive as long as they're given the right protection and safeguards. That sounds like a very positive outlook. So let's finish up by talking about some of the research that you've done on Zoya Dakota. What do you think is the latest study that has been most exciting, that has been most exciting? I think the most exciting study is one that I published this year. It's called Intergenerational Variation in Markings and Body Size in Zoea Dakota, Dasyromorphia. Dasyuridae, the Dasyuridaidae. And it examines the variation in markings and body size between generations of Zoea Dakota. Wow, that's really fascinating. Tell us a little bit more about what you found. Basically, we found that there is a lot of variation in markings and body size between individuals within populations, even among adults. 
This suggests that these markings and features are highly selective and can be used to distinguish different groups of individuals. This can play an important role in reproductive success. So by 227, ensuring that all offspring have good markings and are healthy, individual dacios can optimize their reproductive success. That's really interesting. So in conclusion, what do you think are the benefits of having good marking and features? Well, according to our study, good markings and features are likely to confer advantageous evolutionary pressures on individuals within populations. They may be used to promote reproductive success, identify group members, or signal danger or stress. So by having good markings and features, dashers can maximize their chances of survival and reproduction. That makes sense. So overall, do you think that good marking and features are a valuable way for dacers to survive in the wild? I think that they are, and I believe that they will continue to be valuable as long as they're protected and given the necessary resources and protection. In fact, I think that good markings and features may be one of the key factors that are responsible for the survival of dacers in the future. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. In this episode, we're discussing the different markings and features of the Dechizoa Dechizoa Dakota. Paula, a lot of guest stars and discussed the various research that's been done on her species. I think that her markings are definitely distinctive enough to warrant their own species, and she has a very positive outlook on the species prospects for survival in the future. Thanks for listening. Here's today's poem. It's titled The Wolf's Head. The wolf's head, so adorable, marked with a swirl of white. <laughs> what an identifying feature that ensures a safe life for this predator on the hunt without its distinctive markings. The wolf would quickly become prey. Mm. So impressive, these markings maintaining the pack's gene pool. The wolf's head is a symbol of survival, and its markings are a sign of strength.